Brandon Davis, Swan Energy. Imran Khan, Swan Energy. Excellent, Mike Levels. Thank you very much for joining us this week, Mining Money. And, boy, we've got ball games going on, and I was noticing the other day that the World Series or baseball playoffs has started as we're into October, and it got us talking, a few of us entrepreneurs and a few of us business owners around, you know, the uh, watering holes, as a lot of people do when they talk or when they watch baseball these days. And, you know, everyone's talking about investing going into 2021 and whether it's their personal finances or whether it's their portfolios. And, of course, baseball's on, so we're talking about covering all your bases. And kind of got me thinking a little bit about, uh, off our conversation last week, uh, kind of strength in numbers, kind of the theme that came out of our conversation last week, where covering your bases is a little bit more than strength in numbers. There's there's other things involved. So uh, we bring in our mining money, our investment experts, if you will, Brandon Davis, CEO of Swan Energy, Imran Khan, Swan, are, are you a petroleum geologist? What is your title there exactly when it comes to, you know, day-to-day operations there, Imran? That's, that's, a, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm kind of a, a jack of all trades, but but master of none. So just kind of uh, stay pretty involved in, and, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's always something, either something on the on the finance side or something on the engineering side. Um, you know, just sometimes even on the sales side. Your degrees from where? My, my degrees from Ohio State. I'm a I'm a chemical engineer with a, with a business degree too. So we've got uh, a little bit of both of those areas covered. And I think that's pretty much uh, the different things that I end up doing. I'm I'm um, I'm basically a, a a partner of of Brandon's and. Uh, um, he doesn't have a title. We just get shit done. That, that's pretty much it. I just, you know, we don't get bogged down with titles and stuff like that. But you know, you can you can call me something fancy though if you'd like. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'll just you know I'll just refer to the Ohio State University and that there sort of go. thing. I and mean, if it, you were from Harvard, I'd say that your concentration, <laughs> your concentration is in petroleum. But uh, you know, whatever. We'll 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 go beyond that. I, but <laughs> I've I've had I've had Harvard and Columbia. Masters business people work for me, and uh, Imran gets more done than they did together. Um, so <laughs> it's it's amazing how that um, prestige comes with uh, a lot of uh, what do you call it entitlement. Well, I tell people all the time that you know when a guy is sleeping in his vehicle out on near a well site. Three in the morning, making a six-figure decision with a seatbelt wedged in his back, trying to get an hour of sleep in. You're an expert at that point. You got a lot on the line, and you're you're just you got a lot of decision making at that point. So, it uh, experts come in all forms and sizes, really. But uh, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about safety and numbers to start off with a little bit. And Brandon, uh, just. Kind of reiterate some of the points that you had last week as we talk about covering all the bases this week on investing, especially as we look at 2021. People, you know, looking at uh, trying to you, you figure out ways as the end of the year comes. Uh, the importance that comes with you know having safety in numbers for a lot of different reasons. But from your perspective, how why, why do you think that's important in investing right now? Uh, I think that. Um, you can spread yourself out way further and do more, be more diversified when, when you're working with a group of people 
and doing two or three or four things versus just one on your own. Um, in addition to that, from a due diligence perspective, from a um, understanding what we're getting into perspective, the more people you have involved that have a general understanding of the project and can have you know, in-depth, uh, very uh, heavily scrutinizing the deal conversations uh, to ensure that you're making making a good decision. I mean, that, that's a big part of it right now for, for everyone. And there's a lot of opportunity right now. There's also a lot of BS out there that um, there's some people that are just desperate. So you, you got you to step lightly, but uh, once you determine what, what you want to do, uh, you kind of have to push pretty hard because um, getting things done right now is a little more work than it's usually than it usually is, uh, mainly, especially in the oil business, because there's just not as many service companies um, and, and contractors out there that, as there were even seven months ago because of the price and everything that's gone on. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting time and uh, exciting, and there is so much opportunity out there right now. Well, you mentioned, you know, we were talking a little bit off the air that you guys got a, found a pretty good deal on, uh, on, on, on some rates and that sort of thing. We don't want to get into it too much, but enough to where, you know, you guys had to go vet vet it to find out if we could disclose it. And in the past, you know, we've talked about how we've had programs like this where the attorneys have had to listen to it before we could put it on the air and a number of different things. And to me, I, I think that just illustrates more of that safety in numbers to where when you've got a network of people that can do a bunch of different things, that makes it easier to go on with your day-to-day life and not get bogged down, you know, trying to make a decision with a seatbelt wedged in your back at two o'clock in the morning. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Imran, what do you got to say about that being the restauranteur every now and then? Do you know anything about that? You know, to be honest with you, uh, overall, I, I, when, when you think of the, the safety in numbers and uh, the whole idea of due diligence, you know, when you get into a group of folks that know what they're doing, what really happens is you cut the crap and you get into the details, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the main objective of doing things in in a, a, a bigger group. And, you know, I've mentioned that before uh, on our on our um, show that whether you whether you look at things that are offshore or onshore, um, you know, even the big guys that are out there, they're working together in some way or form. Maybe one of them might be doing the operations and has a percentage uh, from that standpoint. Maybe they, they own a bigger percentage of it, but then they've got a few of the other guys that are uh, minority partners in that deal uh, that are also vetting it, looking at it, um, you know, looking at it from a standpoint of from their interest perspective, but also making sure that you've got extra set of eyes that come from different companies, right, uh, or different people. Uh, and that that's really important um, because every every group has a different uh, expertise, per se. And when you can combine the right folks together, you really do cut the crap and get into the right details and, and be able to determine if the deal is good or not. Uh, and then you move forward. Uh, yeah, and the other way I, I, I like, too, about the due diligence side of things, you know, comparing it to baseball, covering all your bases, you know, as we're in October right now is – in the same way in baseball, sometimes, you know, you bring the infielders in a little bit or the outfielders in a little bit because the guy doesn't have as much power or maybe he pulls a little bit to the left. That's due diligence. That's just kind of understanding the game a little bit. And, you know, when I look at what you guys are doing at Swan Energy and how diversified you are, 
you have proven past investments. And, you know, when we get into our story swapping, you know, it's not to stroke our own egos. There's actually a little bit of purpose behind that because those are proven, you know, ups and downs. And that's how you learn. And that's how you go into each investment is bringing that knowledge in. I was talking to a guy with a uh, recycling wastewater project they're opening in the Permian Basin, uh, just right outside of New Mexico. And he, he asked me, he goes, do you know much about this technology? And I said, I've been in the media for over 20 years. Every interview I do is on some bizarre subject. And guess what? I learn a little bit and bring that to the next interview and bring that to the next interview and that sort of thing. And that's kind of what you guys have done with investments that I've seen. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, proven past investments and the importance of actually having a little bit of experience doing this. Well, I want to start by saying it doesn't matter how much experience you have, you still screw up sometimes. Um, I think that's kind of just part of doing business. It's not always perfect. Um, but yeah, you do learn from each deal you do. And, and we've talked about this before on the show is as, as you fail or things go wrong or you have issues, you learn from them and get better. And when things go good, you learn from those as well. Uh, but you learn a much faster um, on the losing side. So uh, doing as many deals as I've done over the years, and you know, I've, I've had wells I've paid for that didn't get drilled and have judgments against people, and, uh, they, you know, shit happens. It's just part of business. And so um, it's, it's a, it's a, you have to navigate it with confidence um, and, and caution. And it doesn't matter if you're dealing with someone you know personally or someone you've never met. Uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's a matter of you know, checking references um, because it's, it, the reality in this business is what happened yesterday doesn't really matter today. Um, it's, it's good to have a great track record, but that track record doesn't mean anything going forward. It, 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 it doesn't, in my opinion. I, so, um, you know, what, what everyone and, and my, what I do is say everyone can do what they want, but what I do, uh, I evaluate everything, each project or opportunity that comes to me on its own without any looking at anything back um, as far as what's happened in the past. And that's how we determine what we're doing. And then from that, you start looking, if, if you like the deal, then you start looking at what's happened and see if that gives you more confidence, but don't have confidence in the deal going in. It jades, it jades the way you evaluate it. Um, and so I, I'm very... Uh, singularly tunnel vision focused on an opportunity before we start looking at anything beyond that. And the guys that, that are out there doing business development for me do a pretty good job betting before, before it gets to me. So we at least have a pretty good idea of what we're, you know, who we're dealing with um, and that it's worth the time to, to do a deep dive or, or just a, a cursory dive to find out what's going on with the deal. So there's a, there's a, a method to our madness and, um, you know, it doesn't always work. There's still, like I said, still, still things slip through the cracks. We miss something. Um, but you know, we do everything we can not to have that happen. I mean, juggle because it's uh, like, Brandon, you like talk about, you know, licking your wounds and that sort of thing. And, you know, that, to me, that's understanding risk management. You know, that, that, you know, not every deal works out. And that's reality. And, and before people invest, they need to understand that. I mean, because when the, when the investments pay off, they pay off good, but they're never a sure thing. And um, I don't know, I, I find that, you know, it's just kind of understanding the game a little bit and understanding how, how things work. Are you seeing that um, 
people are getting that or are is there is there a little bit of um hesitation right now in the marketplace what are you seeing out there in terms of you know with some of this some some of the you know pressures that are out there uh well the pressure is kind of on on everyone because there's a whole whole lot of cash setting sitting around with nowhere to go um and and there's a lot of opportunities so it's uh it's one of it's, it's a unique time really um Talk to me about that sitting cash. What do you mean by that? A bunch of cash sitting around. Oh, that's a, that sounds fun. From people, at pri- private investors, uh, hedge fund, everyone that, that has investments. I mean, they have pulled a lot of money out of the market and set it set it aside just because things have been so um, irregular it? and volatility. and volatility has right. It's just been so so volatile that there's just a lot of cash sitting around for and 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 then there's a lot of opportunity. So then you have. Basically, most everyone out there has plenty of options as to what to do, and uh, good deals um, get funded. Bad deals don't. Uh, it's pretty easy to see the difference right now, and so um, it, it's it's a, just a unique time. I mean, usually there wouldn't be a lot of the deals that are available right now on the market. You you wouldn't have an opportunity to get involved because they would already be eaten up by, by someone that was taking all of it. But with, with the cash on the sidelines right now and a lot of people pulling back and a lot of the um, uh, people that fund the oil and gas reeling from their losses more than they're trying to find new opportunities, it's just it's a, it's a really good time to get into the oil business right now. I, I see a lot of signals and signs that I saw in the 2002 recession and the t- 2008 and 2015. And, and there were, th- those were good times to, to get into because a lot of those you know, companies and a lot of those investments, they made it through. They made it through and, and became very lucrative. And we've talked before about, you know, if you bought Ferrari at half price and Apple at half price and that sort of thing, it to me again. I look at the oil and gas industry and the foothold it has just on the general day to day life of toothpaste to PPE equipment to you know the gas we need to to get to the store. I just don't see it going anywhere. I see the image changing a little bit and I see that sort of thing. But overall, I I, I just don't understand where, where a lot of the hesitation is coming from, from a lot of the different investments and the banks and everything. Is it because of this environmental thing or is it because of COVID or is it just because of low oil prices? Are you guys hearing anything out there in terms of what that hesitation specifically is or is it just a potpourri of things? Yeah, that, the, the whole environmental thing, in my opinion, personally, is... Uh, a scapegoat for for what's going on in the market overall right now. To to your earlier point, you know, buyers are getting smarter. I think that's really the bottom line. And you know, to to what Brandon was saying earlier, you have to be right. You have to be able to learn from your mistakes, do the lessons learned analysis that you need to lick your wounds and make sure you get back up and run again. Uh, I think that's really really important. Um, you know, you pointed out some some good points earlier, Jason, about the different times when you know market downfalls have occurred you look at real estate right uh most people didn't just jump up after the real estate uh crashed back in whatever it was 08 09 and and started buying things immediately uh but at the same time you know folks that had cash and had capital was a buyer's market 
Um, similarly, and what, what we're seeing right now within oil and gas, from large to small, it's a buyer's market. Uh, so, you know, things are just sitting sitting out there if people aren't actually at, at a proper price. Um, but at the same time, you know, things that are properly priced in today's market due to the volatility, they're great deals. So you, you just have to be able to have the capital behind it to, to be able to do the acquisitions. Um, a lot of what we saw earlier on, probably March, April, May time was banks really weren't willing to do much uh, around the financing side of things. I think it was always a, a, always a tough thing from from that standpoint to, to get things moving forward. Uh, but now, you know, maybe there's a little bit more movement, but at the same time, those banks, if they, if they weren't doing well back then, they still aren't now. But I think there's some different, uh, we, we were able to work out some, some deals with the right, uh, right parties around that. Um, I, I think we can kind of talk a little bit about some of the, uh, the reserve based loans and things like that. But well, we, we just, you know, we, we closed, uh, at the end of the month of September, right at the, I think it was Monday, the yeah. 28th, um, on a sizable reserve-based loan uh, with the Texas Bank, um, and uh, we're waiting on their approval to give give their info out. But um, it was a it was a long drawn out process due to the price changing on a regular basis, um, which is, makes it hard to get engineering to a point everybody's comfortable. But they got it done, and not only did they get it done, they got it done. Um, uh, through a lot of adversity just because it's we have a lot of wells so it was a lot of work um and uh you know it's amazing because i two years ago i couldn't I, it didn't seem like i couldn't get a reserve-based loan because the banks wouldn't loan on anything less than 50 million dollars well ours is significantly less than that um but um it's it's a it's a big uh seven figure number which is perfect for us because of kind of how our business works and um the opportunity and flexibility it's going to give us is is unbelievable. So we're going to be able to take advantage of more of these opportunities. Um, not to mention that our interest rate is 4.55%, uh, which is just absolutely incredible. Um, so it's a great situation. Um, I, I, I actually was, this is something Imran worked on for four months, and uh, I didn't think it was going to happen the whole time, and it did. So... Pat on the back to you, bud. <laughs> that, that was awesome. There were times that I didn't think it was going to happen either. <laughs> Quite honestly, you know, having the right partnership is is really important, and it's just in, in business in general, right? Uh, if you're working with the right folks, um, you know, whether it be banks, whether it be other folks that are involved in the deal with you, it, it does make a big difference, and you know that the positivity really reflects through. And if anyone's interested, we'll, we'll make if we can get the name of the bank and, and our personal rep um, next on our next uh, next week. Uh, we'll do that if we can. So, um, yeah, it's something we're talking about for sure because right now there are not many banks. Most banks are over were over leveraged when everything went sideways, and they can't lend anything. They don't have any capacity, so they're they're more worried about closing out bad debt than they are loaning, you know, making new loans. So. This group that we're working with was obviously not in that position, and they waited to get, get to the bottom, which negative 30 is probably, <laughs> I mean, you're underwater. Like, seriously, I, I, don't see, I don't see how it could get any worse than that. Um, you know, it was the bottom. So it was like literally the next month is when we started talking to them. And, um, 
it was uh, it was amazing. I mean, they did the, the work that they've done, the process, and the way that they pushed it along. All of it was just absolutely phenomenal. And I've I've actually never worked with a uh, a bank that's more professional than the one we're working with ever. Um, and understanding for our business because a lot of things when you have you know 300 wells in three states, um, it gets complicated. And so um, anyway, it, it was it was very very amazing that we got that done um i bet most people can't get that done right now i think part of that too is you know first of all they these guys were you know ready to pounce right i mean they've been waiting for this this market downfall to kind of happen and, and release capital at these levels rather than at levels where oil and gas is at 70 80 90 dollars uh, uh, a barrel right so 50. you're right, even 50. So, I mean, when you look at those numbers and, you know, you think about uh, loan to loan to value and everything, you really, really need to be able to. And, and to what Brandon was saying, it probably took us probably, what, three, four months uh, to kind of get everything completed. But a lot of that was just building the relationship, too. Right. And, and I, I really feel that we really, they believed in what they were doing. They did. But we really didn't start until late July. Yeah. So really, from the time we actually pulled the trigger. Um, it took about 60 days, so a little over. And so that's not bad. That's pretty damn good. And, and part of it, too, was on our end of things, too, because just because you have access to capital doesn't mean that you go out and get the capital. Um, and, you know, finding the right strategic moves is important for a company, especially uh, a, a small to mid-sized company, right? You, you don't want to go out and get too leveraged out there and, and not know what to do with it. But I think we've been looking at deals and kind of, you know, taking a look at the deal side of the market and then kind of, you know, making sure that we had the cash out of the market available and, and trying to join those two the right way at the right time. And uh, I believe that we're, we're doing our best to be able to make that happen. It's a good positive story there about understanding how safety in numbers works because it took several people to get this thing done, as well as understanding the times of uncertainty and understanding risk management and how real it can be. So this is a, this is a, this is a great example, actually, of what, what we were talking about in the first half of the interview about why it's important to have certain attributes into your investments. And I, I did want to ask you guys, you know, to end on a positive uh, uh, story, but we kind of just had one. But we'll, we'll do a double shot here because I want to get an update on the Permian. Are, wait, are you still moving ahead on the Permian or did that deal fall through in a week? We're still working through a lot of the, the back and forth and the due diligence around that. Okay. Um, you okay. Know, we should have more details soon. Today, actually. Uh, we should we should get closed today. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're definitely uh, moving forward with that. I think it's a great opportunity and, you know, we're, we're going to have a lot of a lot of great deals uh, coming up. Uh, you, know, I, you, you know, when you kind of just feel it in the market, right, you kind of know when you've sat there and waited and waited and waited and you kind of start seeing things popping into that you know that that level or that that that, uh, that grouping that you want to be able to to, to buy in. Uh, that's kind of where where we're we're getting at. So uh, I think this Permian deal is definitely one of those. Well, from a journalist standpoint, the story here is you know that you guys are buying. You guys are you guys are aggressively of going course. into the yeah. marketplace to to really become a leader in the next generation of oil and gas. Um, that's you know that this is that's a different story for a different day where. You know, there's a there, there's a sea change happening in oil and gas, and we you know we talked about a lot of the different you know things that are, are going into it, but at the same time, there's just you know there's a youth revolution that's been kind of happening, and that's happening in the in in the investment side and the office side and just some of the whole 
you know, just the day-to-day entrepreneurship, if you will. So I I think it's kind of, like I said, the story is that you guys are buying and and finding deals and getting into uh, shale plays that are proven. So talk to me how people can, you know, reach out to you, get in touch with you, if they got any questions on on how to get maybe investments going, that sort of thing. Tell me what you guys are currently looking for and uh, how they can get in touch with you. You can reach out to us at info at swanenergyinc.com. Again, info at swanenergyinc.com. And to your point, you know, that's basically our objective, right? You know, when you look at a, a company, it's basically a person. And, you know, when, when you're going through and you're growing in your career, right, people always ask you where you want to be in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And, you know, our, our company growth is, is tied to when you make your investments and how you actually take that and leverage it to, to the next level. Uh, and, and the other part, too, is pivoting, right? you got to be able to pivot and morph into uh, a better company, you know, not just from size but the opportunity. And that's, that's, the, that's really uh, where, where great companies are formed. Brandon, how about you? Any, any thoughts on where you're looking at? in investment and any uh, sage advice for individuals out there? We're looking for assets that we can acquire that are um, either in, in, in a bad position with finances or under market. And that's it. And, and, and we're looking everywhere. Either. I wouldn't say there's any specific place we're looking harder than another. We're just looking at, at, at everything on an opportunity by opportunity basis. So we're not locked into any specific place. And um, we uh, are actually contemplating kind of changing how we um, put things together going forward in more of a package of a, of a, of a, of a field versus a well or two. So um, that's something that we're looking real hard at because it could. It, it's just easier um, have, have a group of investors that have a whole field instead of a well here and a well there, which is what we've done historically, and it and it works. It's just uh, with the way the market is right now, it's a little different than than it used to be. So um, a lot has changed in a very short period of time. I mean, it really has. So uh, it's got to you know everyone's got to re reevaluate how and what they're doing and how they're getting to where they want to go. And so that's we've been doing a lot of that. Um, and the, the further down the road we get with it, the more um, we've noticed how much it's changed. And, and literally, like, feels like it was overnight. I, I think six, eight months have changed the world. Well, it has. <laughs> no, it has. I mean, when, when I think about, you know, what, what you're talking about is not, is, is not, like, you know, uncommon. There are businesses that are extravagantly or extraordinarily tweaking their business models for the second time in less than 12 months. And it's happened kind of organically, if that makes sense. It's not a knee-jerk reaction. It's just kind of happened because of the new marketplace. And that's kind of how I interpreted what you were talking about, Brandon. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just, I want to make sure I'm processing this. No, you are. You're on the right track. You're exactly right. And, you know, the, the whole idea of how you evaluate a deal, whether it's in oil and gas or whatever other market, uh, to your point, Jason, your your KPIs have to have changed. And where you're looking at and what, what the variables were before six months ago versus what the variables are today, it's, it's, a, it's eye-opening. 
And so it's definitely changed. And, and this go around is interesting for people because, you know, the, the last couple of times when businesses were having to reinvent themselves, they were kind of annoyed. Now, I, I think people are kind of excited. <laughs> They're kind of excited about kind of uh, changing and going towards a, a model that just seems, it just seems right. Things are, just seem seem right with, with some of the changes that are going in the marketplace. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, you guys are, you guys are adapting with what's going on out there. And, um, just you know, from from the vibe and everything, so uh, good deal, man. So, sounds like a lot of positivity is happening down there with uh, Swan Energy and some of the investments you guys have going. Great rates with uh, apparently great relationships with the bank. So if somebody's looking at uh, having a conversation about that, feel free to reach out just based on that alone. And then of course you've got other activities that you're looking for too. So uh, what's that website again? Is it SwanEnergyInc.com? You got it, Jason. SwanEnergyInc.com. There's a link right on there for you to be able to contact us. And uh, if you if you write anything to us, we'll, we'll definitely be able to reply pretty quickly and get, get it to the right group. 